Scoopy gang, Scoopy gang, welcome back, episode 5. I'm Lee, as always. I'm TJ, and uh, welcome everybody for our fifth episode. Episode 5, we are very happy to announce we have our first guest. Our guest today is Kemi, who is our breathwork coach and yoga instructor here in Changu in Bali. Welcome, Kemi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, this is uh, such a pleasure and honor to be here and uh, yeah, be interviewed by you guys. So could you please tell us like what do you do and like what is your specialty in like breath work and mm-hmm. give us an introduction about yourself? I'm, I'm Kemi. Um, I'm a yoga teacher here in Bali since March, uh, but I've been teaching yoga for about five years. Um, I was teaching yoga on the boat. Uh, I worked as a yacht stewardess and as well as a yoga teacher. And then I started getting involved in uh, Wim Hof breathing method about three years ago on the boat. Just uh, me and my partner, we would always, after, um, after our time off, we go and do some breathing exercises and do some retention and I, I really got deep into it. So I started researching everything about it and uh, it makes me really feel good. It makes me feel good. So feel good uh, or focus? Focus, high. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I researched a few things about it and I found out, you know, the benefits that you can get from breath work as well as eyes exposure. Um, since I practice yoga already, um, I find with, especially in the Western world, uh, yoga has only become asana, mostly uh, physical, which I think everybody starts off from uh, that physical aspect of yoga, and then you get deeper into the practice. And uh, yeah, and then I started getting involved with pranayama, started incorporating that in my practice, and I see my practice had evolved so much more than just um, movement itself. So I kind of got into the spirituality kind of end of it, or? Yes. So, well, six years ago, I was living in uh, in Canada, and I was working in uh, a medical esthetician, um, working nine-to-five jobs. Um, I was engaged at the time as well, and just completely living a different lifestyle, completely different. I was not happy with the lifestyle I was living in. I felt like... Um, living my life in the city was just working nine to five go home eat sleep go back to the same routine and hopefully you know once every uh two weeks per year you can go on vacation somewhere yeah. or sit in a beach somewhere and you know decompress just this. escape that lifestyle for two weeks and just take a break yeah and then <laughs> yeah. you go back to the same thing pay your bills pay rent uh, or pay your debt if you buy a house and a car, <laughs> you know, and that's that was life. And I thought there was so much more to life yeah. than that. And um, I was in a very wrong relationship at the time. Um, it shows a lot with how I see myself, you know. Um, I was insecure, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm staying in a wrong relationship and I was forcing that relationship to work, but I wasn't really seeing the reality of the relationship that I had with myself and as well as with others and uh, I stuck around for quite some time in that relationship 
um, then I was in, we were engaged for about three years and then three months before the wedding I uh, I, I uh, let go of the relationship um, which is one of the best thing I've ever done for myself Kemi's you know. out mic drop <laughs> Yeah. yeah so then where did you, what sort of avenue did it take you then when you when you decided this isn't for me and then you said you completely sort of changed how did that sort of well, take place it's interesting how i think at least my own universe my life it's interesting how once you let go of something this is what i've learned in my own life okay once you let go of something that's been holding you back um, that you're allowing to hold, you know, you're, you, you're holding yourself back really, mm-hmm. you know, it's, so you have a choice and yeah. I believe that. And, but once you let go of that, you realize that you, you know, there's so much more things starts to unravel. It's really incredible what started to happen to me at that time when I let go of the relationship, like it was a weight lifted off my shoulder. We were living together and we, I, um, I moved out and I started living at my mom's house and in her couch. I was homeless, but I was so happy. Yeah. But I knew that there was still something missing. Um, the great analogy for that experience in my lifetime was uh, I was like a bird in a cage. The cage is open but I was still inside. You don't want to fly out. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're picking your head out. I'm like, ooh, what's out there? You know, yeah, what's... Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, I don't it's know. It's kind of the fear of the unknown. It's like, oh, 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 what's out there? I want to see, but I don't want to fully kind of... Yeah, connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I was already... I thought about working on yachts already, even before I met my ex. Um, but I never decided to pursue that career um, because it was completely different you know, living on water, traveling over the world and just so different from the life that I know, you know. But when I, uh, when I broke off the engagement, I remember this was a few months later, I knew I wanted something more. I didn't know what, what to do. I didn't know how to do um, yachting. It was still popping in my head. Um, I remember it was January at that time uh, during my birthday month and I couldn't sleep. It was four o'clock in the morning i was already involved in yoga at the time it was more so though going to the gym and going to yoga classes mm-hmm. nothing spiritual you know it's just okay let me just uh, flex my body and mm-hmm. you know find some strength or what but uh i started um th- i started thinking about yoga retreat uh, i remember at that time four o'clock I couldn't sleep it was already four o'clock in the morning i don't know why it's four but it was i remember that time and um yoga started popping into my head i'm like oh i could go to a yoga retreat mm-hmm. and then i started thinking about oh peru amazon this is started i don't know how but this is started rolling into my head so those places randomly popped up in yeah your head. yeah i was like oh i'm the jungle you know going doing do a yoga retreat in the jungle of um, amazon this is exciting i've always been an adventurous person you know so I started looking at book um, bookyogaretreats.com and started scrolling down looking for a retreat and I bumped into uh, it's called uh, Chirapamanta in, in uh, Tarapoto which is in Peru in the heart of um, the Amazon and they had a detox yoga retreat for four days 
I booked it <laughs> right there and then. I was like, okay, I'm just booking it. I didn't even tell my work about it afterwards. I'm like, I'm not even going to ask them. I'm yeah. just going to tell them yeah. that I am going. <laughs> you know, so, either. so the board has jumped out of the cage now. Yeah, <laughs> almost, almost, yes. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I uh, I booked it and I, I went. It was during my birthday at the time. And it was the best thing I have ever done. Um, I've heard of ayahuasca already at that time but i wasn't planning to do ayahuasca it was not totally part of the plan um but i remember sitting on the hammock right by the river it was so peaceful trees everywhere birds chirping it was just really magnificent and then i was just laying on the hammock just enjoying you know like life and then the uh, martin that's his name uh, one of the organizer of the retreat he sat down beside me because um, I was the only one who was actually uh, from overseas that came for the for the retreat at that time. All the rest were just uh, locals? From locals, yeah, okay. from Peru. And uh, um, Martin talked to me and he said, Kemi, you know, you seem like uh, you have questions that needs answering. Have you ever heard of ayahuasca? <laughs> I remember <laughs> that my face, I was like looking away and I'm like, my face just dropped. I looked at him. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. That's that's pretty intense. <laughs> I, know that's, I don't think I'm ready for that. I'm ready for ayahuasca. And he said to me, think about it. You mm-hmm. know? Um, Mother ayahuasca might have answers that you are uh, looking for. I was like, maybe, I don't know, we'll see, you know, just, I just want to enjoy my time here, you know, um, but at that retreat was one of the best retreat I have ever experienced, actually, it is the best retreat so far that I've ever um, experienced, perhaps maybe because it um, is during my transition in life, and that was happening, um, we did a lot of uh, meditation, a lot of yoga, walk into the forest, um, in, the, in the jungle, and um, also a lot of gratitudes, um, as well as um, writing down, journaling every day, and the and it's also you're eating healthy foods and detoxifying your system as well as uh, your mind. After the retreat, I did uh, volunteer work just for about a week uh, to clean to help clean the rivers in uh, in in Tarapoto. So at that point, you haven't done the ayahuasca? Not yet, no, not yet. Okay. It's just a question. How did you uh, did you come across the ayahuasca? Like uh, previous remember. previous to going? Oh, previous. Yeah. Because um, I was started looking at um, stuff in Peru. Okay. And I saw um, somehow ayahuasca popped up. I'm like, oh, what is that? And I started reading about it and then people's experience about it and it's like oh that's very interesting you know yeah i was just uh, interested to see was it the same way i found out about it yeah. i found out about it through uh through joe rogan so oh yeah yes yes, yes yes he's got he's done it so well. i haven't heard about ayahuasca until he told me about it because after breathwork he talked about ayahuasca yeah. So can you tell me what is ayahuasca is? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I still don't know what it is. I never researched. I'm definitely going to go to that. Um, but uh, when I did the volunteer work, the person that was organizing the volunteer work, get this, this is insane. 
he used to be a captain on private yachts. Shit. All the way in Peru, in the jungle. I was already thinking about yachting, you know. <laughs> I was like, what are the odds this was happening? It's just, uh, it's incredible how the universe... So do you start questioning, is this kind of a fair thing or is this just a, an extreme yeah, coincidence? Yeah, it was just, I was, yeah, that's pretty much, I was yeah. like, wow. But I was like so amazed. It was more like amazement, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is so crazy. And then he's the one who told me, I told him about ayahuasca. I'm like, I don't know if I should do it. I think that's a little bit, it's so scary, you know. And then he said to me, uh, let me introduce you to a girl. Uh, named, her name was Liga. She is from Eastern Europe. She's there with her husband and two kids, and they they study medicine plants. Um, they've been living there for quite some time at the time, and they were studying ayahuasca. Um, so I... Uh, spoke to her and she told me you know she explained to me and I felt very comfortable with her I felt like she's like a sister to me and I think it's very important to feel safe especially if you're getting exposed in that type of um, journey um, like you just asked me what is ayahuasca ayahuasca is a uh, medicinal plant that's and uh, it's something that they've practiced for a very long time in uh, in the Amazon by shamans um, uh, it contains DMT, um, dimet I could never pronounce the actual um, scientific word. You're going to have to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah. uh, DMT is a molecule uh, that is uh, the most powerful, most uh, strongest hallucinogen uh, molecule known to men. Um, we believe It's believed that we carry them. We, uh, every living being... Um, carry them so plants carry them humans carry them animals carry them um, it's believed that it's released the moment you're born and the moment you die don't come in for it you have to uh, google it and research um, the truth behind um, the dmt we eat them mm -hmm. we eat plants mm -hmm. okay but it doesn't get uh, absorbed into our bloodstream because our stomach neutralizes the DMT so we don't we don't get anything from it when we ingest them but um, when you uh, take these two plants that are combined together that somehow these shamans have figured out to combine these two plants there are thousands of plants in the Amazon yeah okay I don't know how they have figured out to combine these two plants so that you can uh, get the molecule out and we can ingest them and go into the bloodstream and experience an incredible, most powerful, most profound uh, journey to your consciousness. When, when you do take it, you're, you're, you're locked in though. There's no getting out of it. No. It's you're, you're in it. You know, there's no going back. All aboard it. the train. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, it's very intense. Um, it's, I, I can't even describe. But the thing is, we have access to that as well. We don't have to take ayahuasca. Um, you can access that um, experience through meditation. But yogis from, from, you know, the mountains of India, the, I call them true yogis, you know, that they're very serious with their practice, but they live a completely different uh, lifestyle than uh, us. Um, in the society but they have figured out a way you know they because they're so what's the word i'm looking for 
they're very um i guess into their practice mm-hmm. you know they've dedicated their life to understand the meaning of life to, to understand the true self and they figure out how their body functions they know how to stop their own heart and go into sadhana so if they stop their heart they die they right? go into sadhana without any suffering sadhana. So they, the that means sadhana means dying yes yeah, okay. leaving the physical body yeah they can do that it's, it's pretty fucking incredible <laughs> yeah. and yeah. but uh, through meditation you have access to the dmt release but it's so hard and so many people are don't have that cannot access that because it takes so much effort it takes so much practice and dedication you know um but through breath work you can access that as well mm-hmm. it's a shorter way through ayahuasca taking hallucinogenic um compounds you can access that but so basically with the meditation it's like this long and <laughs> a very long path to get into that but it's the most um solid you improve you strengthen your main foundation to access into that whereas when you take ayahuasca or even doing the breath work i think personally this is my own opinion it's a shorter way so basically it's like a shortcut because of this long the path is this long you make it a shorter path so you get the fast pass yeah but (laughs) it's not sustainable in terms of um the effect of it like when i did ayahuasca um it was i can't even describe like i knew everything i knew who i was i knew the meaning of life like i it was so clear like my mind has never been so clear like that if you want to call it enlightenment i guess you can call it that i've experienced enlightenment um, through ayahuasca but it's not i don't feel that way anymore unfortunately you know what i mean i don't have that uh that clarity um like i had but i suppose you you still have like the the it's not like you don't remember what you seen or you experienced through ayahuasca so you still hold them experiences the thing is it is an experience definitely Mm -hmm. um i can talk about it but the feeling is not the same okay okay it's i think it's more so about the feeling you know feeling cannot be described it has Mm -hmm. to be felt you know when you when you take ayahuasca well from my understanding or what i've heard is that uh, a lot of people can like purge so like vomit Mm -hmm. piss Mm -hmm. shit everything like it's pretty much a com- is it almost like a complete cleanse and like a reset what people sort of describe it as or would you say it's kind of slightly Again, different maybe i think it's different from everybody but majority of the people um do purge and uh, when i did the ayahuasca coming back to my story um I remember when that time when Liga introduced me to the shaman because before, uh, if you're going to do ayahuasca, you're supposed to do diet for at least about a week, I believe, um, to cleanse your uh, your energy. Um, because, again, you have to get into your, into your mind. You know, if you're a mess, <laughs> you're going to see shit <laughs> for sure. Um, so cleansing is uh, very important to prepare yourself for the journey of ayahuasca. 
And this is the funny thing is uh, I was already being prepared for that because I just did the uh, detox yoga retreat. So I, I don't know. This is not, you know, not planned. It was yeah, just yeah, it things just were just unraveling. And then when I spoke to um, the shaman, he, I, he asked me questions. And I was like, yeah, I just came back from the detox yoga retreat um, with Charapa Manta. I was like, oh, yes, yes, I know. I'm like, okay, perfect. You can come tonight. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean tonight? <laughs> oh, my God. My heart was beating so bad. I was so nervous. I was like, shit, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Um, oh, my God. It was crazy. Uh, another analogy, perfect analogy for that to get the sense of the feeling was it's like you're i don't know if you guys like jumping off cliffs yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it's I like love, a skydiving or yeah, like, yeah yeah i love those things i oh, do yeah, i'm very yeah uh, absolutely hate them <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it at it's all. like you know it was like i'm standing on the cliff looking down into the water and that you know when you're building up the adrenaline and all that that's how i felt when he had told me that i am ready for ayahuasca that evening and i was like fuck okay okay Okay, I'm just going to do it. Fine, fine. Oh, my God. Oh, my heart. Um, so we went. We uh, started off uh, 7 o'clock. You take the, the medicine at 7. So it has to be at nighttime because your eyes become very sensitive to light um, when you're in, uh, in ayahuasca. So it was a very beautiful setting because we were outside in the, ju the jungle in the um, shaman's uh, backyard. It, there were about 10 of us i was the only one who was a beginner which was great because uh, they can pay attention to me give a little care for me um it was a shaman his father and a dog and i think he had they had another assistant which was great um they believe the dog um, is important because the dog is basically uh um like a guard because when you go into ayahuasca, you're entering a different dimension. So you're exposed in different energies. Yeah, it's quite interesting, actually. So the dog is there to, um, to support you. And when you're going through your ayahuasca like process, or uh, would you generally have your eyes closed, open? Are you lying on the um, ground? Or I suppose um, you probably don't really know if you're in yeah. a different dimension. Um, I still I remember a few things about it. Um, what happened was... That was at 7 o'clock, we were in the shaman's backyard, we set up our own little area, which is nice because you're in the jungle, you're surrounded by nature and connection to the nature in itself, rather than being indoor. Um, I remember put, uh, we had to bring blankets and stuff, and we had my little mat over there on my section. You know, you find yourself a spot where you can uh, lay down. They said, don't come, you have to trust your shaman, that's yeah. the thing, um, because... If you don't trust your shaman, you're gonna be in, oh my god, horrible experience. Yeah, so you have to be able to trust your shaman. So and they said he said not to go to people and things. I meant, wow, how would I know if I'm going to anyone, especially when I'm like somewhere else in my head. <laughs> um, but I remember how when we we're about to take the uh, the medicine, everybody was wearing all white pretty much everybody and then we had to come to the front you know a little lineup i think it's like we were all on the row and then 
someone's beating the drums, Palo Santo smoke everywhere, you know, they're, they're chanting. It's like full-on uh, spiritual experience. It was really amazing as far as I could remember. And uh, he pours a shot of, um, of this kind of brownish, reddish uh, of drink, just the, the ayahuasca. It's like a shot glass. And I, as he was pouring, I was like, un poquito, por favor. Like, very little, please. Because, I mean, you're going into something that you don't know. Like, what if your body doesn't accept that? What if I die? What if I don't come back? What if, what if, what if? Yeah, all these are run through your head. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. And then uh, he's like, it's okay. It's okay. Just remember your breath. I just remember him saying that. Remember your breath. So he gives it to me I took the shot and then he's blowing smoke I'm like I asked him what's the smoke for I'm like to clear the energies for protection I'm like oh give it to me <laughs> give me all the smoke <laughs> yeah pretty much it was so funny and then uh, I went to my uh, my little nook my little spot and I remember I sat down into a lotus position and I was watching this lady in front of me um, she had long black hair and she was in a lotus pose her back was on me I was looking at her back and she kept me kind of centered, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just going to sit like her, <laughs> meditate, you know, let's see when this thing is going to kick in. Yeah. So I'm there just focusing on the breath, meditating. And then I, about half an hour later, started kind of feeling uneasy. So I started to lay down on my mat. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to lie down and look up. And I remember looking up. It was so beautiful that evening. Um, the stars were out. And I was staring at the star right above me and it just go poof, started to dissipate as I go, oh, wow. all uh, right, we're going we for go. a ride. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your seat. <laughs> and then, oh man, wow, what an incredible things I started to see. Um, uh, all around me, the color starts to pop. Um, all the geometric shapes starts to happen all around me. Like that's what I would start to see. The colors were immaculate. And uh, if you ever, you know, Avatar. Avatar movie, yeah. 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 I remember at that nighttime, everything was so alive, neon colors. Yeah, you can and see and different you can colors, see, different things. Like yeah. so bright, it was like that. It was absolutely like that. And I could see everything. I could see the cells. If you look at um, if you look at our veins, if you can look at our hands, you see our veins. That's where blood flowing. If you look at leaves, it has the same similar um, look. It has those branches all over yeah, the leaves. Yeah, yeah. If you look at um, earth from above, you'll see rivers running through all around. The same thing as your veins. Really? It's like look at it it's incredible it's so incredible and because everything is pretty much the same yeah. all connected if you look at our brain cells and you look at the universe exact the same look it, oh my god it was like i was in awe and i've never felt that feeling of unconditional love like like how i felt then it was so incredible like it was just rushing all over me and i was like wow like a kid you know when you're like in awe of life it's like wow this is incredible so you know? when you were at that stage you're like this is unbelievable 
I mean, then it's a completely different experience than just before you took it, where you're like, oh, what if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. So you're just completely immersed and focused on exactly what's yeah, going what on in, was, the, exactly. in the present, pretty much. Exactly, and that connection to um, to to life. You know, I was so connected. I was so connected. You know, I could see the cells moving. I could, you look at my hand. I could see the cells pulsing into my skin. I could see the cells on the li- leaves. You could see the cell like all over, like the bacteria that I see on the ground. It's like it, I could see everything. It was incredible. And then there was a lot that happened because uh, it was a five hour. <laughs> it was a five hour journey from seven o'clock until I came out of trance around two o'clock in the morning. So there, there are a lot of things that I had uh, f- completely forgotten. But there were times where um, I remember seeing my mom, my brother, you know, people that I have met um, in part of that um, experience. And then at one point, I was out of my body. I was, I don't know you call like them. Like you can they see say, yourself. Um, no, um, I didn't see myself. Um, they call it astral journey. I don't know um, if you guys have ever heard of that. Basically, no. I was in the universe. I was out of Earth, and I could see the vast universe. Like I could see stars, um, the galaxies everywhere. I could see it, and it's so vast, so vast, so big. And I felt so far away from my body. Any aliens? And no, no I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was, I got scared. Yeah. Um, because I felt alone. Okay. And I guess maybe because what I'm thinking, maybe because I'm still attached to my physical body. Yeah. And I got scared and I said, oh, my God, what if I'm just forever here by myself? Oh, and yeah. and yeah. I was I started getting scared and then I started breathing hard. Yeah. And then uh, I remember what the shaman said. He said, remember your breath. So I started breathing, but I started breathing hard, which is not a good idea, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And somehow I was back into my body. But when I opened my eyes, I started seeing figures. Um, they're humans, I'm guessing. I spoke to my shaman about it, what they believe is uh, their spirits. Uh, there are like so many of them, like hundreds. They're shaped like... Um, a shadow, a human form, but okay. like a shadow. Like a dark or light? light dark, light. like a shadow, okay. shadow figure. And then they have dreads, really long dreads. And then oh. their eyes were black and red. So it's pretty creepy. Okay. And they're staring at me and they started getting so close to my space, like checking me out like this, turning their head, looking at me. Hello, like, how are you? Like, um, <laughs> I was told that they are spirits and because we're, we're entering their, their world, their you're, dimension, you're exposed yeah. into different dimensions, right? They said that I was told that um, they're everywhere. They see us, but we don't see them. Yeah. But since we've entered the world, now we see them and now they realize that, we, that I'm seeing them. So they're like, oh you see me and now they started checking me out they started becoming curious of me because they realized that i can see them i'm like god damn i was like well you know what they're very close to my space i was i was trembling i was literally my entire body started <laughs> literally trembling my entire body i was shaking the whole system i remember that 
And then uh, I couldn't, um, I could just see these figures and they're really close to my face. And I, I didn't see the shaman, but I felt him. He came to me because I was trembling. I was looked like I was like having a, you know, um, seizure. Like seizure, exactly. Yeah. So he came to me. I didn't see him, but I felt him. He put his hand on my chest. Um, I guess he was behind me and then he put his hand on my chest. And his father, I could smell it. I didn't see him, but um, burning the smoke, the incense or um, tobacco, blowing it uh, on me. And then there was a dog as well. And apparently, because um, I was trembling and he put his hand on my leg as well and one on my chest to kind of like um, calm me down. I remember holding his hand on my chest and I was like, because a puppy is what we call the, the father, the the father, the shaman. Like puppy, 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 puppy. I remember saying that puppy, puppy, puppy. <laughs> Weird, yeah, I know. Um, and then apparently I almost broke the shaman's arm. <laughs> yeah, because I was holding on it so, so tight, tight yeah. and you know, and he's when I kind of came out of the the um, the journey, um, the trance, and I remember him was like, "Oh, <laughs> I was like, I am so sorry, I'm so sorry, this and that." And there were times where I tried to vomit, but nothing was coming out. Okay. I was snotting a lot. I was okay. blowing my nose. I remember that. I was blowing my nose a lot. I tried to stick my finger into my throat to puke something out because I was like, oh, maybe if I vomit some out, I'll be okay. Yeah, you know, I come out of this craziness. Uh, no, that's not the case. I remember, you know, coming up, going to the bathroom. I tried to poo. Um, nothing was coming out. Nothing. It doesn't want, didn't want to come out. <laughs> you know? Completely didn't work. Yeah. Nothing. No matter what I do, it wasn't uh, working. But I just blew my nose. I remember blowing my nose so much. Why? I have no idea. And then I came back to my seat. As soon as I closed my eyes, it shoots me back into the, um, the world. You go straight back into the dimension. Yeah. So if your eyes are open... You're, you're there, you're here. You're, oh, you're here. Yeah. Oh, so if you do feel like something really bad, say like your demons or whatever you see, and you want to get out of it, you can, you open can literally your just eyes. open your eyes. Yeah, and but okay. it's, I struggled opening my eyes. Okay. You know, my eyes always want to keep it shut. Um, At any yeah. point, did you feel where you're like, right, this is too much? Even when you went through that, say, trembling stage, did you feel like, right, I need, well, that I time, need to open I my felt, eyes? That time, I felt like it was a lot. I was very scared. Um, because these are just spirits in front of my face and I don't know what's going on. I w it was terrifying. I was definitely so scared. But you didn't have the urge to, to try and come out of, say, like, Well, I did. I opened my eyes for a moment and I think I went to the bathroom. I don't know. It's very scattered in terms of, like, remembering exactly what had happened. But I remember that part. I was very scared. I was so, so scared. And then... Um, there were a few things that happened too that I didn't uh, recall, but I remember coming out of the trance around two o'clock and when I started to open my eyes, I remember my senses were so heightened, like it was so, I was so sensitive, my sense of smell, my sense of touch. And my eyes, I remember when I opened my eyes, it had kind of, um, like it drizzled that evening. It was such a magical evening. Um, the um, the clouds were just starts to like break apart, but there's still kind of like light 
um, rain. And I, see, I remember seeing the moon and I was like, oh, so beautiful. And I remember like, because it was, it drizzled a bit. It was more like drizzle. It wasn't mm -hmm. even like downpouring. It's like, I don't know, it was so very refreshing. But I remember the raindrops were like in slow motion into how I was feeling it. It's like. Feel every single drop. Every single drop. And it was like in slow motion and the coolness, the freshness of that, that drop, those drops, it was like, wow, it was incredible. And when I woke up, I couldn't stop crying. I was like, how? Because I was so awake. I was so awake and I was crying. I'm like, how could I have forgotten? How could I have forgotten this? I was so awake. I've never been so awake in my life. And I was just that, that true love you know because we I, I think for us humans especially there's no such thing as true love everything mm -hmm. is conditional yeah no matter if we say even parents love to their children it's still conditional you know like they, and they expect something back exactly yeah. you know there's still there's still a but it's the closest thing to unconditional love i think um your parents love but it's there's still a condition there um but that experience that i had like i felt you know like i understood what god is okay you know it's uh and that's uh, that unconditional love you know and then um after the after the um the ceremony i went back three days later i went back to toronto i quit my job <laughs> <laughs> the moment i got back i quit my job and i said i'm gonna live on the water started this just uh, you know i knew what i wanted to do and every thought everyone was everyone thought i was crazy i was <laughs> like okay you break up an engagement you run off to a jungle <laughs> you come back you quit your job and you said you want to live on water i was yeah. like yes <laughs> <laughs> you drank this crazy juice and now oh, Kemi, kemi's gone okay <laughs> exactly um so i did i've uh, i've quit my job and i told my mom and my mom i i love her i love her she's really is an amazing lady but uh you know like parents um they want their children to be near them yeah you yeah. know the her expectation was for us to have a family in toronto nearby where you can visit the house and take care of his grandchildren mm -hmm. and da, 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 da. but my I, I have something yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i had a major talk with her and i said to her i was like you know mom i was like i know you're scared but if i stay here then i cannot grow you know if i have to because i have to stay here because of you're afraid for me then i'm never gonna grow yeah you no, gotta I you gotta to, live to, your own life yeah i need to spread my wings and 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 fly and she's like you're right she understood that which is really amazing but, i mean that must be pretty pretty sweet to have because obviously on one side of it, you have your mom that has total support total trust in you go mm -hmm. can we do what you want to do and chase your own dreams but then also you know i'm always going to be here if things don't work out and exactly. you can always come back here mm -hmm. yeah i think that's yeah, that's really nice to have that on 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 both sides. Exactly. No, I'm I'm very grateful that I had that uh, support from my mom. And then I remember, <laughs> um, one month before I was about to leave, because um, I was also doing um, sidelines with a friend of mine. Uh, we were uh, doing home staging. Um, I remember coming home, working with her. I went to my mom's house. No one was home. 
and then this is one month after ayahuasca i was okay. already in toronto for about a month now and then uh, i remember i was like oh no one's home i'm gonna watch a movie i'm like i haven't smoked a joint in a long time <laughs> it's like mm, maybe i want to smoke a little joint you know i know my <laughs> bro- where my brother stashes his uh his, his weed <laughs> so i was like oh i'm gonna roll myself one watch yeah. a movie chill out i feel so good you know so i did and uh, i smoked this joint i don't know what's in the um thc or what or whatever it is in the uh, the weed oh man this was incredible <laughs> i sat down and i was watching this movie i forget what the movie i was watching and then bam like a flash the whole colors started coming back oh. like my experience from my ayahuasca just oh. hit me right back and i remembered the most important part of the journey of ayahuasca that i had completely forgotten and somehow it got released at that time it's so fucking crazy i started seeing the colors the shapes it was like wow and then bam i started seeing like this tv this thing that i was watching it's telling me something like i started understanding everything like all these messages i see them i see them about life Oh, I, I can't explain it. It's like, it was incredible. I understood why my mother was my mother, why I'm here. Everything was so clear again. Everything was so clear again. And then the colors started happening and uh, my vision was, there's this tree, but it's like this massive tree, but if tree of everything, a tree of life, because maybe that's... Uh, I've heard if you've ever heard that, that term before, but this tree was like the universe, plants, animals, everything, everything, the stars, galaxies, earth, um, the sea, everything, all in this tree. And uh, I'm part of this tree. It's um, maybe before I was born or something, I don't know. Um, you can call this tree whatever you want to call it I the mean- source, God, whatever it is that you want to call it. But this is where my life... In Hindu life... culture, there is a tree which is everything is connected. It branches has like... If you if you see Bhagavad Gita, mm-hmm. it has a picture of the tree and the tree has all, everything included, mm-hmm. whole world nice. and everything. All. So, yeah, I understand Incredible. what is tree of life. It's like this tree or God, whatever you want to call it, he was cradling me like a like a baby as if before i was born i don't know i'm not 100 percent sure and he was cradling me and he was speaking to me not in words it was more like a sound this beautiful beautiful sound and as he was speaking to me while he's cradling me and he's looking at me this colors like coming out of me my mouth my nose my ears my eyes my fingers toes like just incredible energy unlimited energy that's coming out of me in circles it was so beautiful so so beautiful and so pure and he's like he's looking at me he's like do you see now do you see now and as he was saying this i understood it's not that's not the words that comes that was coming out because it was more of a sound but i understood that was what he was saying and basically he was saying to me do you see now do you see how beautiful this is how beautiful this this thing called life i'm alive holy (laughs) fuck i'm alive i ran in front of my like 
um, gush of like energy started i started to feel it like i started my body started to heat up like and i went in front of my my mom's mirror in the kitchen and i looked at myself i was like holy fuck i'm fucking alive <laughs> i'm fucking alive what's that movie is it the lion king where it's like he's alive <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was incredible and i sat in my mom's uh, i went to the kitchen i sat in the the back of the fridge i uh, the front of the fridge sitting there i was like just in- incredibly um grateful the fact that i was i'm here so would you say that is obviously what sort of led you to where you are now in in say bali serenity like your your yoga your breath work and stuff yes that was my um beginning of um the journey i think the beginning of the journey really was when i broke off the engagement mm-hmm. that's the, i think that that's was the a, for this, yeah i yeah. think that's when i did that thing starts to like just unravel so quickly for me like one after another it was just like you know the path was paved for me and then um yeah i started working on yachts um working on yachts was uh how grateful i'm very grateful that i experienced that because the lifestyle was completely different but i felt like because the lifestyle is very different you know it's very um you know you work for very wealthy people you get paid well and you can save a lot of money because you don't have any expenses yeah, you can't um, walk down the street you're stuck in the middle of the ocean so. yeah or you could yeah. exactly and then you charter you serve very um rich people as in like billionaires you know um you're always in saint Tropez, alaska and different places that you've not normal people go to um also um yaris they know how to party <laughs> <laughs> So I started getting exposed into that. Um, like I felt like, I guess, like a college student, you know, I was like, oh my God, you know, I am free, <laughs> yeah. enjoying life. And uh, I enjoyed my life 100%. But luckily I had my roots and I always had come back. My, um, my thoughts, when I feel like I'm falling out of the wagon, um, I remember yoga. So what I would do is I would work for about six months and then I would take time off and then I would travel. I went to Nepal and I decided to do my teacher training in Nepal in uh, Pokhara. Um, it was incredible. It was my 200 hours at that time. And it was, oh, I loved it because I was, tra- I was single. I was traveling on my own, following my path, getting, you know, doing things that I love. And uh, we, I did the 200 hours. And then I hiked the Himalayas and I put in a base camp for like 11 days. It was incredible physically, emotionally and mentally demanding. But there are times where like, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, but it was incredible. I oh man, I would those that time of my life was very. Um, but it's crazy to think back how say like you were in Canada doing your nine to five, eat, sleep, work, repeat. And now you're doing 200 hour yoga training, you're climbing the Himalayas, you're Mount Everest base camp. It's like, I mean, would you agree that people out there that are like, say, maybe stuck in that nine to five and are kind of concerned and oh, what happens if it doesn't work and it, you fail? And I mean, both me and TJ had said, try it if it doesn't work. I mean, you're always going to have some experience and something mm-hmm. to take from 
from whatever you do your travels and you can always go back home mm-hmm. if it doesn't work that's absolutely true the thing is you cannot you don't really go back you know no. uh, in terms of you know because you it's always you i think and i believe you know we're always moving forward no matter even if we do decide to come back but you come back as a different yeah, you never come back the same person mm-hmm. that's for sure because i mean it, it you meet different people different cultures different experiences mm-hmm. and there's just something you had said earlier that um i suppose it probably then tees into maybe my side of what i experienced with Brettwork as opposed to uh, tj's you had said something about when you were doing your ay- ayahuasca we really have to like trust your your shaman and stuff and basically you were kind of the shaman for us <laughs> when when we had done our, our breath work and i had as i briefly touched on in one of the episodes i had like a pretty emotional one as you would have seen it wasn't until i seen the video i was like fuck like that was heavy i was sweating a lot of tears smiling laughter but the whole way through i think if i wasn't guided along it i would have maybe just been like oh kind of what's what's the point or like again maybe the looking over the edge of the cliff where it's like whoa i don't want to go here because i don't know what's here so i felt that like very reassuring where it's like relax breathe because you're still mentally conscious but you're you're in a different place maybe emotionally you're not well for me i didn't feel like i was kind of in control of my body but to have yourself and sophia there to to just reassure you and help you to just maybe that little bit of push that you need to release what's in you i thought it was a phenomenal experience I know I thank you before, but again, thank you and Sophie for the experience. Thank you. But I don't know how, how was how was yours? You done it yesterday, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I can't really explain. Like some of the things, people genuinely has to experience it. For me, um, I came out happy, and um, I'm I'm really thankful. Like when I told him, like when you have someone who can guide you through anything, you can achieve anything. I think mm-hmm. in in life. So being you being there and Sophie being there and uh, guiding through and when like I was like stuck and frozen like doing whatever I can't control my body and then like you I don't know who hold my hand but uh, holding the hand and I feel like okay somebody's there trying to take care of me um, I can let it go and like feel whatever I'm feeling at that point so I mean for me I mean I had. I had seen some kind of visions, but I'm not sure what that is yet. Uh, mm. um, so nothing like I wanted to cry, actually, when I actually tried to do birth work. For me, I have been stuck with a lot of in my past. So I, was, I just want to go there and I seen him crying. I seen Jay crying. I want to go there and like sit and like cry, like, you know, let, it, let go of everything. So then I go there and like I see something positive and like oh, I was happy. So good. really thank you for you and Sophie being there and helping us. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad. So like being like what made you go into from there to breath work or like how do you decide yoga is my thing or breath work is my thing or. Yeah, it just just happened, I guess, you know, when I um well, you know, getting involved into ayahuasca, that's I think that was uh, the turning point for me when it comes to um this uh this journey um the teaching um yoga because it ha- made a huge impact in my life that's why if i can share something like that and uh, um can change someone's perspective mm-hmm. in their life and it can improve their life and i think that's quite fulfilling 
for me you know and it's different than working nine to uh, nine to five job or um, working on yacht serving um, very wealthy people it's a different um, feeling it's more uh, fulfilling rather you know yeah I can uh, imagine it's a very rewarding rewarding. job I mean you Mm -hmm. see people going through something uh, not so much TJ but myself and then it's Mm -hmm. like I don't know maybe for you it's like I can only imagine it's like a rewarding thing it's like right this kid came in this girl came in boy came in whatever it may be you can clearly see the hole in something they're struggling and then you guide them through it and then you can mm-hmm. see at the end when you sit around in the circle and you talk about your experience it must be a very like feel like you go home in the evening and you feel like you've done something and you've maybe helped somebody and yeah absolutely yeah. and i think um the workshop itself is not really the workshop that counts it's what they do afterwards um that's what um i always say that in the workshop is I do the I did the workshop not because just for you to experience your breath or the eyes and then just go about your life. It's a door, and I like to share it so that maybe you will see your breath in a different way. Maybe you start incorporating incorporating um, different breathing exercises in your life. Maybe you can start incorporating incorporating ice baths, yoga, um, so that you know you see your life in a different way, different direction um, for path of um, I guess uh, I don't want to say improvement, but uh, you know better the life I guess um, that you have growth exactly. Yeah. So that's the purpose of the workshop. It's funny because before I was just like, oh, you know, I just want to share it and have people experience. But the more I do it now, the more it becomes clear to me why I share this uh, this type of practice because I want them to to start incorporating this in their life. Hopefully, you know, it's I mean, it's their choice. It's it's personal choice. But I think um, it gives another person um, clarity about how powerful they are and uh yeah maybe they'll um you know they they do their life um, they start incorporating this and um see their life in a different way yeah for me personally i think i realized how maybe how i set an incredibly high standard for myself and during it when i was feeling emotional i was all that kind of kept coming into my head was why are you so hard on yourself like you're living up to your own standards and it's not that you're out to try and impress anybody and I think I took away from it that just maybe relax. There's mm-hmm. certain things in life that you're not going to be able to do and you just got to accept that. You give your best and that's all you can do. So you, at the at the end of uh, our workshop, you had mentioned you were doing a retreat. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that's in Changu or Bali or in the Seminyak area, Kemi's yes. running a retreat. Yes. Here's so the retreat is in August uh, 21st, which is in a few um, couple of weeks, I believe. It's going to be in Ahmed and it is uh, yoga, ice bath, breath work, free diving and transformative workshops. I'm doing um, the retreat with two other amazing human beings that I know of. Um, We've done this is our second retreat that we're uh, planning to do. I think it's such a great it's very unique in terms of a retreat. It's not just, you know, yoga um, 
it's uh it's a combination of different modalities that can uh, help you really center your mind um expose yourself in uh in different um ways and come out of your comfort zone so if any of you guys are out there interested in this retreat or just interested in kemi and her journey or attending the workshops in changu if you haven't gathered by now we highly recommend uh checking it out it's something different it's a different experience uh all of kemi's instagrams and details will be linked in the spotify description what do you think tj let's wrap it there kemi on behalf of everybody at scoopy gang we would like to thank you for being our first guest i hope you enjoyed it as much as we have so boys and girls thank you very much again for listening that's been episode five uh we'll catch you guys in the next one enjoy thank you guys thanks for having me bye-bye